Hello, friends, and welcome. You're listening to Unscripted Sex Ed, the podcast, where we talk about navigating sexuality as a young adult. From figuring out answers to the questions we've had since middle school and high school to exploring the narratives that have shaped American beliefs and values about how we experience our bodies, relationships, gender, and pleasure, we're your hosts, Courtney. And Mallory, we're good friends and sexuality educators diving into these conversations. So pull up a chair, get comfy, and let's dive in. First question, um, because I think it's a question that probably most people are wondering as they're starting to listen to this, is how on earth did you get your start in sexuality education? Like, how did you get here? Oh, the million dollar question. Or just, you know, for free for all of you. (laughs) Uh, I have to go back to my childhood. And the one thing that was always very consistent in my household was that we always ate dinner together from the time we were, you know, eating solid foods (laughs) to even when we were, like, in college and even now we still have dinners together. Um, But... The dinner table was where we had a lot of conversations about things that didn't happen anywhere else because we were all together. Someone was always laughing so hard that they peed their pants, so someone always ended up naked because that was the best way (laughs) to clean up everything on the floor. Oh, yeah. Then dirtying, you know, other towels. So you just used the clothes off your back. Um, (laughs) But there were a lot of conversations that happened, and my parents were very great with letting those conversations happen. Um, The most memorable uh, story that um, my family loves to tell, specifically my mom, is when I was in sixth grade, so 12, 13-year-old Mallory, was sitting at the dinner table with her family, and somehow we got on the conversation about balls. And I'm not even talking like testes, testicles, nothing Mm -hmm. like that. I am talking (laughs) baseballs basketballs, volleyballs, <laughs> and being a 12, 13-year-old girl who is aware that things are happening, that people are starting to talk about things like that, or oh, yeah. insinuating that balls mean something else. Oh, um, yeah, that middle school humor, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, like, you have an older brother and a little sister who's, oh. she's not there, but your older brother well, definitely knows. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, my face got so hot. I was just like, I can't, I can't, I know things are happening. <laughs> I can't say this word. Um, so my parents, yeah, they're, they're great, but they made their own little game with each other without actually saying it. Like, okay, we just need Mallory to say balls and then she can leave the table. <laughs> and I sat there for like 30 extra minutes after my brother and sister had left. My mom was almost done cleaning up and my dad's just sitting in his spot laughing, laughing so hard, so hard because I, I know. And my mom just kept (laughs) doing the dishes. She just kept working away (laughs) and they're like, Mallory, it's just balls. All you have to do is say balls. We're not even just balls, basketballs, volleyballs, baseballs, hockey balls. That's all you just have to say balls. And I was so angry and embarrassed that I was just like, balls, fine, balls, and like ran back to my room. Also a very like on point, dramatic 12-year-old 12, 12 response. 
I know, I know. I can, like, see myself. Oh. I know where I was sitting at the table, and, like, I was up against the wall. So, like, there were yeah. maneuvers that I had to do to get out. <laughs> I think I tripped on the way. <laughs> I was just Classic. Like, Classic. Like, everything was just wrapped up in this one little thing that I made so much bigger mm-hmm. than I had to. But now I talk about balls all the time <laughs> and not baseballs and, no and not baseballs this time no not even those <laughs> but it's it's funny to see like that's where I started and then it was like ooh, you know what I want to do sex therapy I want to be a sexologist and trying to figure that out um which led to me doing my first round of graduate school as a marriage and family therapist mm-hmm. Decided therapy was not for me. Um, I'd rather talk with people than be talked at. Mm. Um, so I was like, yeah, we need to change this. <laughs> and left there and decided to... So I'm going to stop Go ahead. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why marriage and family therapy? Like, how did you think that related to the sexuality field? Because um, Google said so. <laughs> That's a very deep answer. But also, I mean, like, yeah, that's where so many of us start, right? Especially at, like, 17 or, you know, Google. Oh, I know. The yeah. wide, big, wide world of Google. Uh, so, yes. Okay, cool. Every, yeah. Everything led to marriage and family therapy, and I was like, uh, well, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> well, sure. I guess that's the path. Yeah. And I did my bachelor's in psychology, which, for those of you who have taken psychology for undergrad, means nothing. It literally mm-hmm. means nothing. You, yeah, not without You walk that out in the world. Degree. Yes. And they're like, okay, where's your next step? And I'm like, what? I thought I'd be fine. No. No. So I was like, on the track for behavioral health and therapy mm-hmm. anyway that I was like, yeah, I could do this for real. No. Nope. Nope. Realized after spending money <laughs> <laughs> that I could not because I didn't like it. Um, so found a program that was all education and human sexuality. So you just Mm. are learning how to teach people to have conversations around sex, how to navigate those conversations, how to bring in sensitive topics into um, a classroom, a a setting with adults, um, Mm -hmm. a college, whatever it might be. So I am so happy to say that I graduated with that in August. Mm -hmm. So I'm a master's of education in sex ed. So please ask me your questions <laughs> and eventually I will charge you but no <laughs> it was it was a, a ride to get there of course um mm-hmm. as anything is but yeah and then I have a I so Courtney and I this will come up later but Courtney mm-hmm. and I met at um a place of employment that's how we got here which we'll mm-hmm. go into further but at that place of employment I was teaching sex ed to middle schoolers and high schoolers And I guess there was conversations where I was just like, yeah, we're talking about penises today. This is penis anatomy. Here's a penis. It was like penis Mm -hmm. was just being said a lot. The word of the day. Yes. Yes. And the kids got an opportunity to either ask me a question or answer like what their favorite color is at the end of each lesson. So I'm reading through them the next day and someone says, why do you say penis so casually? 
And I'm like, oh, kiddo, if only, if only you knew yeah, where I had started. Yeah, what it took to get here. I know, I know. And here we are saying penis nonstop um, for everyone to hear and anybody to hear <laughs> <laughs> so, to this spot. Oh, yeah. So I have a bit of a different journey. Um, just because my background is a little different than Mallory's. Um, so I actually, I was fortunate enough that I lived in an area that was pretty liberal um, and that believed in sex ed. And so... So lucky. I, and I, I had no idea how rare that was. Um, and that's part of the story. But yeah, I mean, we started... Like, I remember in second grade, we were learning anatomy, right? And, like, eyes, ears, nose, toes, just basic stuff. Um, and different uh, genitalia was actually included. Um, what? Yeah. You got you got reproductive anat... Well, the outsides. Yes. Yeah, the Of out- anatomy outer, in second yeah. grade. Yeah. And they're like, this is a vulva and this is a penis. Of course. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, right. that is, and, and for people who are listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. That is actually completely like developmentally appropriate for a second grade or seven year old to know different body parts. Um, and when we just include genitalia and anatomy, uh, reproductive anatomy as part of anatomy, it becomes less of a big deal. Um, so we started there, and then again in fourth grade um, and fifth grade, I think both years, um, we had the puberty talks. Yes. <laughs> the the yes. dreaded puberty talks, um, where it was our actual classroom teachers. They didn't have anybody special come in. It wasn't the gym teachers, our health teacher. And we got split into two groups boys and girls and talked about puberty um we were also gendered puberty very gendered yeah (laughs) very very gendered gendered. yeah and Um, now at your school were you allowed to talk about it with each other afterwards or was it very much like a shh no 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 the boys can't know what you're doing or no 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 the uh, girls can't know what you were talking about so it was not so much like the boys can't know and the girls can't know um it was very much a don't talk about it to the younger kids. They don't uh, know. They don't need to know. Uh, okay. Um, they'll get here next year. It'll be okay. <laughs> but, okay. Being nine <laughs> and ten, nobody listened to that role. Um, Why would they? Right, because everybody's just like, oh my gosh. Just completely floored. So, um, but we were also, like, not strictly puberty, and we were learning about some other reproductive uh, things at the time and I just remember I had my I was supposed to also be with the male teacher um it's kind of for the intro I would say like he's supposed to do the intro part and then we were supposed to break off into our gendered groups and I refused I straight up <laughs> refused um it was one of the very few times in my life I was super assertive and said no um <laughs> and I said no so the school was like what what do we do like, they didn't know. Um, and so my mom got a call, and she was rightfully so surprised. That's not typical behavior for me. Uh, she was like, so what do you want us to do? And they're like, well, take the packet home, and, and you teach her. You, you go through the packet with her. Um, and my objection, my whole objection was I was going to learn 
about my body from somebody who has not experienced what my body was going to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, that was a sticking point. That was a big deal. Um, and it's still a value, actually, like I hold and carry today. I just will not. Like, I have female doctors and people who have experienced uh, their body in a similar way to that I have. Um, it's just you sex super value based as well and you will figure that out yes. um and in nine yes. i knew that was one of mine um so love nine-year-old courtney being like no nah. <laughs> you're just like no you're not gonna you don't know what this feels like um you can't tell me kind of what to expect in any way that's not so when a girl's body starts to change, right? Like, it is super. <laughs> exactly. The whole, the whole voice, the whole tone, the whole. Yes. The whole yep. thing is so exactly what you don't want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, As that a nine-year-old, I was like, oh no. Um, so yeah, so I was super lucky, and then went on to middle school. Had. Uh, I think we had Planned Parenthood come in one day during health class, um, and they did a chat about different types of birth control methods, and then they came back again um, because we had to take health class again in high school for a semester. Um, So Planned Parenthood came back, and so I yeah. You hold on, I have to back up here. You your school was okay with Planned Parenthood coming in Mm -hmm. and educating. Yes. Yep, they came into our health classes. Oh my gosh. There was such a stigma in my school about Planned Parenthood, which now that we are aware of this, this will probably be a whole other episode (laughs) that we can talk about. But okay, very interesting. Yeah. Very good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, we're still talking like, this is early 2000s, so I didn't get what we call comprehensive sex ed today. Um I got what I call abstinence plus. Um, it's kind of, I think that's actually maybe an official term now. Um, because in right, the 2000s, most school districts were saying abstinence only. That's the only thing you can teach. Um, abstinence plus was still stressing abstinence, but also talking about a couple other things like different types of birth control and STIs. Um, and that was still mm-hmm. like the entirety of my sex ed. And which I fully acknowledge is way more than most people ever got. Um, yes. Right. And now when we teach and Mallory, when we go out and teach Mallory and I teach comprehensive sex ed. And so that includes things like relationships and boundaries and communication. It's so much broader. Um, How to actually have a healthy relationship. I know. Instead right? of just like going through the thing. Like, what is it? Right. How do we do this? Yeah, um, right, and we, we talk about consent. Consent was not a topic that was ever brought up um, throughout middle school and high school for us no. either. So no, not at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was like, it was still, even though way better than most, still very limited and lacking. Um, and I didn't even know <laughs> that it was until I went to college. And I went to a very, very small my high school was bigger than my college, for reference, um, and I don't—I didn't grow up in a major city, um, 
So he's in tiny <laughs> college, and it was also evangelical Christian. Um, so, and most people had come up in that tradition of evangelical Christians and purity culture, um, which we'll also be diving into, I'm mm-hmm. sure, and unpacking a bit. Um, and so most people had zero zero sex ed, zero context. Um, Like, very, very much, if they knew much of anything, it was definitely from Googling. Uh, Again, not great. Not the best at all. No, no. Google can can get you so far, um, but now you have us. So send us your questions. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And let us know what you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, though. Um, and so, but while I was in college, um, I was studying intercultural studies um, and public health. And so I kind of, I knew I wanted to be in public health and health education was the track. Um, and then I left. I went, I also went to grad school eventually. Um, and it just kind of kept coming up. I started taking a lot of classes that were specifically about women's health um, across the lifespan, but we also did talk about maternal and child health and public health. Um, and all of my papers started going in that direction, and I ended up joining a research project um, where I spent two summers in Uganda, Africa, um, conducting interviews with survivors of gender-based and sexual-based violence. And so I started actually more on the prevention side of things, graduated um, with my master's in public health and my master's of international development, and then went to this place of employment and started teaching sex ed full-time. And did that for a year and a half and learned so much. And in that time, Mallory and I met and we became really good friends and we're like, hey, let's take the conversations that we are having about um, transitioning kind of out of college and into like adulthood and conversations that our friends are having and let's unpack those a little bit more. Um, and yeah, what the it's conversations, like at this point in life. Yeah, or the conversations people aren't having, but they know mm. that you talk about this all the time. So, mm-hmm. so they'll reach out and be like, is this okay? <laughs> and yes. you're like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there's, I can, yeah, there's like a lot of people who actually do that. And they're like, what? What? Mm-hmm. What? Or like, how to have a tough conversation. Or do I really need to be talking to my partner about this? Or, you know, the answer all is the always going to be yes. Yes. Always, yes. If you are questioning, you should talk to your partner about it. Yes. Yes. You should go talk to them. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, but all the things that, you know, weren't the norm for, Mm -hmm. I guess, our generation, which sounds like a a weird thing to say, but, like, our age group, that, like, we didn't get growing up. That wasn't Mm -hmm. so important or didn't didn't seem to be a skill that we needed to have yeah to just move through the world in a healthy happy way um so yeah that's where this kind of came from we're like hey you're great i'm great let's mm-hmm. go do great things <laughs> and this is a great thing that we are we are doing so yeah yeah we're a tag team in that 
Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.